Welcome to the Home Hour. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. We're two moms aspiring to create elegant spaces and gracious homes while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. On today's episode, we'll talk with Mary Stewart Iverson, one of Atlanta's top real estate agents. Mary Stewart will answer all of our burning questions about what one needs to do to prep a home for sale and what buyers are looking for. We'll learn tips and tricks and a step-by-step how-to on one of life's biggest financial transactions. We also have some must-dos if you want to sell in a flash. And girl moms, take note. We'll also learn how Kirsten successfully turned a DIY project into a birthday present her young daughter actually loves. All that and more on this week's episode of The Home Hour. Welcome home. Hello. Hi, Graham. Kirsten, how are you doing? Good. Good to chat with you. Can't wait. Great. We have a great episode today. We're going to talk with Mary Stewart Iverson all about real estate, getting homes ready. But I'm first so excited because I'd like to introduce our first ever partner on the home hour. And that is Shoot Along, an online photography community for parents. And what they're offering to our listeners, it's a condensed photography course for parents who want to take better pictures of their children using their DSLR cameras. The subscription includes eight weekly lessons plus membership in a private Facebook group to share progress with other participants. The eight-week course is repeated throughout the year. The next session begins June 12th, so that's right around the corner, and it runs through August 6th. And after signing up, you'll receive a welcome email. And all you have to do to take advantage of this offer is go to shootalong.com forward slash the home hour. And at checkout, if you put in the promo code, the home hour, you'll save 10% off the course. Wow. Okay, so. that's a great deal. Um, you know, I actually did a course like this. It wasn't a photography course, but it was that format. And I have to say, I was a little bit skeptical. Like, could you do this class online? Could you be part of a Facebook group? Would it be beneficial? And um, I loved it. It's a really good format for busy moms because it's enough accountability where like, you know, oh, I've been wanting to learn this, been wanting to do this, um, but uh, when are you gonna get to it? Like that accountability of that Facebook group and the weekly kind of assignments um, really keep you on your toes. But then at the same time, it's not like you have to be, you know, um, in a seat, at a time like it's a little more flexible which is also realistic so uh, right so like at 10 o'clock at night you could open up your weekly email and, and just kind of like, run yeah. through and learn right. a little more i like right. that we need a deadline is, is the moral of the story but uh yeah th- they've been a partner over at the mom hour and they've gotten great feedback from this course and for any of you who've been saying you know i have this this fancy camera this dslr camera and i want to learn how to use it um they offer a lot of really great tips. So again, it's thehomehour.com, or I'm sorry, it's shootalong.com <laughs> forward slash the home, the home hour. hour. And the promo code is the home over home hour, and it will save you 10%. So go check them out. That um, sounds all right, great. Thank you, Shoot Along, for your partnership. Can't wait to hear Kirsten, your, oh, you have the project of the year, I think. You are doing Kirsten vs. DIY. That's our today's weekly segment. And this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. It's amazing. I've seen pictures. I haven't seen it in real life. Kirsten vs. DIY. Go, hit it. Okay, so my DIY project that I'm highlighting this week was um, actually a birthday gift for my daughter when she turned four. And like many moms, you know, buying toys that are these kind of many parts, big mess, plastic junk is is just unappealing. Um, She loves ballet, she loves tap. So I decided that I was gonna try to do a DIY project for her birthday present. And of course my husband is rolling his eyes like she does not want your crafts. Like she can make you macaroni necklaces and it's cute. Like your crafts are not welcome. But he <laughs> was wrong. It turned out so great. Um, I did employ a handyman to help me with this, but depending on how handy you are, you know, this could be something you would tackle completely on your own. Um, but 
what I did was I went to just Lowe's and I bought a frameless like builder grade bathroom mirror. Can you picture what I'm talking about, Graham? Like the ones that are kind of over like a, a vanity. Um, I can, but you've got to set the stage a little. Is this in her bedroom? Is this in your kitchen? So where's, this was where's in our this? playroom. And of course, okay. depending on what room you do, you do different sizes. For us, our playroom is in the attic and it's a sloped ceiling. So, and she's also, she's tiny. So we didn't need a huge mirror. I guess you could do larger if you had a larger, um, an older child in a larger space. But for us, that bathroom vanity builder grade mirror worked great. Um, the frameless ones that they put on with those clear glass clips, shot okay. that shot that on the wall. So very basically easy. the type we grew up with in college, basically. Right. Um, just or like an apartment, you know, just a very easy standard. Simple gl- piece of glass. Right. And then I got, I got the handrails from the, from the steering section at Lowe's. Now this was seriously like a $12 purchase for this beautiful piece of wood that was already rounded, just like a ballet bar. And I bought the brackets that hold them up, um, which were also, uh, they were polished brass. They looked very much like a dance studio. And it was, um, the handrail brackets were, again, $5 each. So we're now into this, you know, this whole project for like $80. That's um, fantastic. And then, of course, if you if you were handy, you could, there you go, $80. But um, our handyman did charge us to, to put it all in. And I wanted that, too, because I wanted it very secure. Um, mm-hmm. And then, voila, we had, a, we had a mirror and a ballet bar. And you could stop there. However, my daughter's into dance. So of course, I, why, would, why would you stop there? Why would there? you stop there? My daughter's <laughs> into uh, tap. So I also got a portable dance floor. This was about another $70. Um, and this was actually a gift from her grandmother, that, so it became a family gift. Portable um, dance floor. I feel like that amazing. has so many utilitarian purposes oh, throughout so, your life. You know, when, when you gotta like put on an impromptu show, you're glad you have a parquet. You know those floors that, that kind of, they're like tiles and they click together? You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting here, I can picture it, but what I can also picture are your two boys putting on some Ninja Turtle shells and spinning around oh. on it. Do you do, can it also be a breakdancing floor? It, can, it, is, it is ideal for breakdancing. Um, I'm gonna put pictures of all of this on the website um, at thehomehour.com on our show notes and I'll also throw some on Instagram next week but um but yeah no it's really fun and so she's got this cute dance floor three by three foot and then we went and got a little mat from Ikea now the piece de resistance on this is I have a friend who has the cameo silhouette which I want so badly it's like a DIYer's dream what is it explain that for people who don't know what a cameo silhouette is if you don't know what this is then I'm sorry or you're welcome depending (laughs) on how you how much you love monograms but it, it cuts out it cuts out decals you buy the vinyl paper or frankly regular paper but you can decal everything like you can monogram everything with this thing so she made a giant um pink vinyl decal that said Anna Drew it stretched the entire width of the mirror and a cute little ballet slipper one and it just personalized it made it amazing I'm gonna put the pictures on the website but at the end of the day I think this whole project was done for under $200 she has been using it non-stop and here's the beauty of this unlike board games or Legos. I don't have to pick up anything. Hours of entertainment and no cleaning. Um, I love that. And I bet all our little friends come over and use it together. Oh, they absolutely do. They put on Moana and they just go to town. So it is, it's really, it was a fun DIY project and one of the successes. So that is a total Kirsten score. So yes. go onto the website and I check that pictures. out, thehomehour.com. All right. Well, without further ado, we've got a great interview today. We've gotten several emails from listeners. Um, and this question just kept coming up, which is, I want to sell my house. Do you have any tips? And we do. <laughs> Let's hear them. Let's hear them. Here's our interview with Mary Stewart. Enjoy. Mary Stewart, welcome to the Home Hour. Well, we just gave the official introduction to our listeners, but can you go ahead and tell us a little bit more about you? Sure. Hey, ladies. Hey, Mary Stewart. Welcome. 
I'm excited to be here. And I'm, honestly, I feel like I'm pretty boring compared to you guys. Outside of college, I've lived with probably within a three-mile radius in Atlanta. But it helps me, I guess, to be an expert on the market here in Atlanta because it's a city I love. I've got four boys, six and under, and I just really love being a realtor and welcoming people to Atlanta because we have so many transplants here. And you are anything but boring, so let's get that out of the way right right from the beginning. That is not true. Um, but yes, I know you do love Atlanta, and I know you are an expert on it. And um, Did you grow up in Atlanta, Mary Stewart? I did. I'm a, okay. an Atlanta native. I feel like there's not right. as many of us around. So you know the area well. All right, well, we want to start. We've had lots of emails from listeners who really want to know about putting their homes on the market, and they want advice. They want to know what to do to get their home prepared, who to contact, what the process is. Um, And I want to start with you just kind of maybe telling us a little bit, when is there a right time to sell your house? Um, We know people who've kind of been on the fence about selling their homes for years and years and years. What do you recommend your clients when someone thinks they might not want to renovate or they might need to move where do you start well first of all moving is the pits if we're honest it's really hard it's a full-time job it's expensive and so if you don't have to move I wouldn't I mean I know people think realtors always want to sell 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 um, things but with my clients I really tell them unless there's something really good on the other side it's better to stay put. But you will know Mm. when you really are desperate and you need more space or you need a different location um, or a new neighborhood or a different school, then it's time to sell. I love that. So you're telling your clients to stay put. (laughs) I know, I'm pretty bossy. But I just think (laughs) it's just there's too much at stake unless people are really excited about where they're going. Oh, I love that. Thinking about kind of you know, not just I want to change, but this is what I want specifically where I'm going to. That's and I think that also probably is what makes you such a powerhouse agent, because when someone tells me like that, that something like that, it makes me instantly trust them. And then I think to myself, oh, no, but I will move and you're going to be the one to help me, you know? (laughs) Well, no, but it's totally true with the with the do I make where I'm at work or do I go find a new place? And, you know, I have a really good friend who she was going to remodel her house. And as she was talking it through with her friend who was a realtor, her friend basically explained to her, listen, you're moving around a bunch of rooms, you're gonna make it work better for your family in terms of like design, but you're not adding any bedrooms, you're not adding square footage, you're not gonna get any of this money back when you do sell it eventually. And, um, and it just made it really clear to her that like, okay, either we make ourselves happy with this square footage or you know this setup, this particular layout of the house, or we move, I mean, How do you know, do you have any tricks like that, any kind of hard and fast rules as far as like you should remodel or no, this is just not the right house for you. You're never going to get your money back. Yeah, I think she gave her some really good advice. Part of it is location. I know there's the famous quote, location, location, location. And if she really loves the lot and you have the Mm. wherewithal to expand outside of that, then I think maybe remodeling is a good opportunity. But if they're not going to get any more space and are just rearranging things, then it's probably a good time to move on. And I think a lot of things you want to really think about, um, do you have, you know, just the margins to do that? Because it takes a lot of time to pick out light fixtures and light switches and where, you know, do the HVAC ducts go? And all those little details. It takes a lot of time and energy. So part of it is do they have that wherewithal to do that? And also, how are they going to finance that versus if it's time to move? 
I love that you're so realistic because when I'm thinking about our model, HVAC vacs do not even enter my mind until like the day the HVAC van comes. So you you have a much more um, honest approach than I do. Yeah, no, I love it. And I think the problem that I found with myself in our home is we moved into this house here in Birmingham and I have to, we never actually met and we can touch upon this in a few seconds. When we bought our home, we bought it at the very bottom of the market. It was almost in a fire sale, I have to say. Um, it's, it's a large property, but it was completely empty. And we never met the people who lived in our house before. We never, didn't even meet them at the closing. We have never laid eyes on these very actually kind people. I thought it was a nice transaction. They probably hate us, but um, we really enjoyed it. But they had done a beautiful job on things that I, as a first-time homeowner, had never even thought about, like HVAC and sprinkler systems and all these kind of you know, interior things that probably make a home, you know, good windows, but I have completely let them slide over the past five years that I have been living in this house and I will spend all my money on fixtures and wallpaper. And so everything's starting to get a little bit shabby. So now I'm kind of wanting to move. <laughs> Call your agent. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a question. When you know you want to sell, at what point will you call in a realtor? I mean, I know a lot of friends who are kind of thinking they want to sell, but they're also just wondering how much work they have to do. I mean, what, when I call you, I call Mary Stewart, what will you tell me? What's the first thing to do? Well, that's a great point. I, I would call your agent right away, honestly, because if they're a great agent, they're going to want to come over, walk around the house with you because there are things that a handyman, you know, could do before they got there, some maintenance items, but a lot of it is also aesthetic appeal. And, you know, somebody, if they have blonde wood cabinets, for example, today, and, it, and I go in and I said, listen, if you paint those cabinets white or a gray or a different kind of neutral, you'll be able to sell your house for a lot more money and faster. And then it just saves the handyman or the painter coming out a second time if there are things that they might miss the first go around. And a lot of my clients still call me, they're thinking about renovating even, and what should they do or not do. And it's helpful to kind of walk through it with them and give them pointers for when they ever, whenever they are ready to sell it that will help them to get more money and to make the right decisions um, and use their money the best way. I love that. Can I FaceTime you and walk you through my house and tell you all the stuff I want to do? <laughs> Yes, I love and your then, house, well, and then when my husband comes over, you could say, yep, Mary Stewart said we have to do all of this. It's <laughs> all extremely important and a great investment. Um, okay, no, but really, I do have friends who have been preparing to sell their house, and I feel like they work for months and months and months. And even my parents, they're thinking about selling a house, and they're talking about all the stuff they have to do. H how much? I mean, I know it's sort of a, a blanket question, and every house is different, but as a, as, a, as a rule, I mean, should you be doing all this prep work to sell your house or is it, you know, or are you just kind of trading your, your money now for the money you get? I mean, how... Right, are you ever going to recoup that? Right. And I would say it, it really is important to get it looking great up front. And a first impression is a really lasting one. So, for example, uh, everybody now, they have access to the Internet. They're all looking online at your house before, you you know, they come and schedule a tour. And you want, the goal is to get them to look at it online and really want to be excited and come see the house. And even paint can go a long way, like we were just talking about the kitchen cabinets. But another example is 
um, a listing last year. They had had it on the market for a while. It was very traditional, red brick, two-story, and it was built in the 90s and kind of a subdivision, and it just didn't have a lot of a wow factor. And they had a family, they had four or five kids, and they were just exhausted, and they didn't want to keep showing their house because it had been on the market for a long time. So, mm -hmm. took it off the market. We painted the exterior white, which at least in, in the South, painted brick is a popular thing. And Who doesn't we, love painted brick? It's beautiful. <laughs> it, it looked awesome. And so, then they relisted it, and it sold immediately. Mm. And, you know, so part of it is, you know, the first impression, but also is it will help your house sell quicker. And that, to me, is worth a lot of money. No, okay. you're right. There is, there is. I mean, having, you know, your house on the market and trying to show, especially with, I, I did this when I, you know, little toddlers. I mean, it's hard work. You're right. There is a, there is a cost of your time to keep your house clean and to have it open and for sure. All right. So I have a question though, um, especially you're in, well, I'm going to ask a sidebar question. Have you ever sold a home to a real housewife of Atlanta? <laughs> You know, it's unfortunate. Most of the real housewives of Atlanta don't really live in Atlanta. They're outside of the city. So okay, so that's outside, outside your Yeah, outside your area. my zone. Well, it's that kind of brings me... confidential what celebrities Mary Stewart works with, okay? Okay, so she... Okay, got it. Well, that kind of moves me to my question, though. Kirsten and I both gravitate toward older homes that have really strong bones but need probably a lot of work. What do you find in the market? What are you seeing the most of? Do people want to move into homes where the kitchen's redone, the bathrooms are all fresh, and they don't really have to do anything? Or are, they, are you finding more project people like Kirsten and I? Well, I am totally in your camp. I love older houses that need work and have great bones. But I have found that is more of the exception. And it, I don't know if it has anything to do with just kind of the instant gratification that we have and just wanting things done well or that people just are too busy. They don't have enough time to actually put into a project. Hmm. But most people want it all done and not have to deal with anything. And even my brother, when he bought his house, I showed him an awesome house that he honestly should have bought. And, um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but it was just decorated. It just wasn't decorated as young and hip. And today I feel like people really want cooler tones in their color choices. And this house was very warm tones, red and yellows and beiges. And he just could not see past the decor at the space that he had. And he ended up buying a gr another great house, but it was a really good one. And he ended up waiting, you know, months and months later to find another one because he just couldn't envision just a few little changes that would, you know, make it what he wanted. Oh, man. And that's where I swoop in and say, ha ha, I gotcha. Like if I walk in and I see shag carpeting and Laura Ashley wallpaper, I think I'm going to double down on this house. They're going to have to carry me out. <laughs> Um, what about people who have to move in a hurry? Um, which I know sometimes, you know, that's just what happens. People get transferred, you know, things change. Um, what is, the, and you've got to leave a house empty. And I've actually, I purchased one house empty, one house before it was even on the market and one house fully furnished. So I've kind of done all three. Um, but what do you think about these empty houses? Uh, do, do you think people should stage them? Like, is that worth the money or is that... Or is that something people can get over as opposed to maybe like giant remodeling projects? Yeah, that's a great question and a hard one. It really depends on what kind of furniture and what the contents are. Typically, because like I said, people, they like, they're very visual. They want to see everything perfectly done. 
it really helps to have it staged and looking great. Um, but sometimes when people don't have a lot of, uh, I'm trying to think the best way to say this, they, they just don't have They a have bad of, taste. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that's the case, but sometimes they just have so much stuff, you know, oh, that interesting. you can tell that they're just like busting at the seams and they've got kid toys, you know, all over the place and things. So sometimes it, the house will feel a lot larger if they go on and move out and have it empty. So what do you tell people? Do you say get a pod and just stick it all in there or just throw it in a storage space? Exactly. I would, unfortunately, I would say most of my clients end up getting a storage space or a pod before we list it. That's Even smart, though. It's probably worth it. And they're going to have to pack, pack it up anyway when they move and touch it once. They might as well go ahead and put things in a box and get it organized before they get on the market. And it'll help them when it's time to move. And I kind of feel like for our home organization people, that can almost be a great cleansing tip, right? Is prepare almost as an exercise. Pretend you're about to sell your house. Do everything you need to do. Put a pod full of stuff out and you probably could just ditch the pod or light it on fire. <laughs> it is refreshing to know you just, we don't need as much stuff as we live with day in and day out. It is really liberating. No, you're talking about minimalism though. And Graham's talking about insurance fraud. I see where you're both going with this. <laughs> and I know, I know how this works. Okay, Mary Stewart, you actually sent me a list as we were preparing for this interview of some really great tips and I would love to to put some of those tips on um, our website in our show notes at thehomehour.com but um, would you go ahead and share just a couple of those tips that you shared with me because they were so handy just to to have a couple of your favorites for prepping your house perfect yes I'd love to and uh, some of them are maintenance like making sure your gutters are cleaned and your air filters but other ones that I think go a long way especially when an agent is opening up the door, she's getting the key out of the lockbox, it's really great to have a fresh new doormat. And it's great to have fresh flowers and a planter by the door. It just will um, give a great first impression as they're waiting to go inside the home. Um, another thing that's really important, I tell people to always put away your valuables. I know it, it may seem um, obvious, but it's really important just to make sure because you don't know all the people coming in your house. So go ahead and pack up anything that's a value to you. Okay, I love that. And what about, um, I have a question, because I feel like people now feel like they, well, in some ways, thanks to the internet, we are much more educated consumers and we can kind of look at everything online and get a better feel for the market virtually before we head into it. But um, if someone's selling their house, can we talk about like Zestimates and Zillow? Yeah. Like, are these realistic? <laughs> to, why are you laughing? Explain. Explain. I really feel like Zillow is our worst enemy in this business. And they, you know, it's great because you have instant information, but so many times people send me things, not just the Zestimate values, but other facts about houses, and they're just wrong. Um, so it's really hard. I feel like I'm working against the stream with Zillow most of the time. And Zestimates, because the algorithm that they use, um, they, especially with houses that haven't traded hands in recent past, mm. they just can't keep up. They don't know all the improvements that have been made or not made. And the estimates are way off. And so a lot of buyers, when they start to have prices in their head, and they're, some are in a positive direction and others are in the negative direction, it really, I think, throws off the conversation with um, the seller and the buyer from day one, which makes it trickier. Hmm. That's interesting. So Zillow is just, what will we say? It's just a, like a, it's like gossip. 
Like, don't believe everything you hear. Exactly. How about this? Out of 10 times, uh, Mary Stewart, how many times do you think a Zillow estimate is probably, or the estimates are probably accurate? I would probably say about 50% of the time. Okay. So really, I mean, you, it's, okay. So it's not a very, there, there it's not. There is truth, but there's it's, also a lot of untruth. It's like those tests that say whether you're going to have a boy or a girl. Like, it's right 50% of the time. <laughs> so like 40, 52% of the time. <laughs> I like that. One of your tips I was reading about, and we really should remind people to um, check out the website again um, at, at thehomehour.com. I saw my front door is in terrible, terrible shape, and I saw you said to put some linseed oil on it, and I think I'm going to definitely do that or repaint it, and I just love that. I thought that was really a very good helps, tip. Especially if you're south-facing, which is a great thing because you get great natural light. It can really be hard on your front door, and that mm-hmm. really is where you know people are going to be staring at uh, for a few minutes as they're waiting to get in the house. And I honestly think, too, a fun color really will get a lot of attention. There's an agent in Atlanta um, who I can always tell when she's about to list a house because she has them paint the front door a fun color. And inevitably, people, they're just drawn to it. Hmm. That's fun. It's, it's it's the purple house. Or no, no, maybe not purple, but you know what I mean? It's the, it's the bright red house, bright red door house, or it kind of gives it something distinct. Yeah, there's a reason those are perfume named Red Door. Oh, there you go. Um, okay, so just the, this is kind of the real estate one-on-one, but I, let's ask it because I know everyone always says before they sell a house, yeah, maybe I should just sell it myself. Okay, this is this is as a realtor for you, Mary Stewart. Why? No, I know. And, and Def- I ha- defend your rights <laughs> to exist. You know, I, I just feel like there's so much value in having a realtor. And I've had friends way undersell their house um, when they could have gotten a lot more money for it because they didn't have a realtor. Plus the time and energy that it takes. Um, it is extensive. I think people think that realtors just have a cushy life and drive around and fancy cars and big hair and eat lunch out all the time but that's really not the case there is a lot more of a, a part of the process and most of that honestly doesn't even start until you have a contract and contractually these are you know legally binding documents that you're signing and you want to make sure that you really are understanding what you're signing and using forms that you're familiar with and not just buying random ones from the internet so that all your rights are protected and a realtor can really walk you through that Mm, that's so true the contract part of it it is really scary yeah no it's good it's just good to have somebody you know I mean to bounce from a, well a follow-up question from a realtor standpoint does it take for example let's just say I mean is it if you're selling a two million dollar house if you're selling a two hundred thousand dollar house is it roughly from the realtor 20 hours of work 30 hours of work does it vary depending on the the amount of the home i mean because right you have a locked percentage for the realtor fee for the most part slightly negotiable but then i mean is it the same amount of hourly work going in based on the sale or how does it differ yeah every deal is different and Sometimes the marketing process could take a lot longer. So I will, for example, spend a lot more money on marketing a home that's $2 million versus $300,000. And just more luxury uh, materials and signage um, and things like that that just cost more money on my end and more hours on my end, whether you're doing a special preview party or drone footage or things like that that I would do. Gotcha. In terms of hours, it really just varies because 
You could, and I will tell you, actually, it's almost comical that the smaller the house, the more problems that they have. Um, because a lot of times with the smaller transactions, I end up working a lot more than the bigger ones because we end up having a lot more inspection issues or the pennies are just tighter when people are um, trying to negotiate repairs on both mm -hmm. sides. Mm -hmm. And so if I have a, a listing and we end up having radon and mold and deck repairs and roof issues, I'm spending a lot more time coordinating with different contractors and vendors trying to sort out those problems so everybody's happy. Um, gotcha. And on a deal where it maybe has been um, more well taken care of or fewer kind of issues during the inspection part. Hmm. Interesting. Gosh. Okay. Well, Mary Sue, this has been really fascinating. I feel like I've learned a lot. I might be yeah. selling my house after this, but I'm um, just kidding because we're going to remodel it, remember? Um, but I want to... Atlanta. <laughs> oh, don't tempt me. Atlanta is so beautiful. Oh, I love that city. It's lovely. You live in a, you live in a beautiful city. So yeah, it is beautiful. Um, but, and I know a good realtor. Um, but uh, before we let you go, we have a little thing we like to do called the lightning round. And you don't have a lot of time to think. You just answer the question. You can explain why and then move on. So I'll ask the question and then Mary Stewart and then Graham. Okay. okay. Oh, well, I've never done some of these things, Kirsten, but okay. What? Oh, do you want to ask the questions? Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, I just, I don't know if I have answers. These seem very specific to our host or to our guest today. Oh, yes. oh, do we just have a realtor lighting round? I think this is just a realtor lighting round. I think this is just like spotlight on Mary Stewart today. Oh, we don't get to play today? Okay. All right. All right. It's just going to be, all right, Mary Stewart, forget everything I said. I completely lied. It's just the realtor lighting round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I am looking at the questions now. That would be ridiculous. Okay, Graham. If you want to pretend, you can. All right, Mary Stewart, I want to know, what is the coolest feature of any house you've ever sold? Dum, dum, dum. Oh, this is a hard one. Um... I've seen some really cool uh, big things. There was once a house that had a secret passageway and room from the dining room so that the head of the table could sneak down into the wine cellar and get more wine if they were running low at a party. Oh, um, that is awesome. Yeah, and one of my other favorite things, I know this is small, but I thought it was so cool that this house had a fake receptacle in the wall that would pop out and you could hide your jewelry in there. What do you mean receptacle? where you um the outlet where you plug in you oh. know, chargers and things it it came out and it was a fake one and it came out and you could put your jewelry in it that is very cool that is really neat actually i like secret things i do like secret things too some of my yeah i do like i like hiding stuff one time we rented a place in jacksonville florida and had a little secret safe built into a wall and we didn't really have any valuables back then so we filled it with sugar candy and it was a sugar candy safe and we really enjoyed that oh, i love it i love a candy safe okay what is the one thing in a house that buyers are saying they want right now this is kind of an easy one everyone wants a social kitchen and mm. by that i mean people are just living in their kitchen and they want a place where people can hang out with them there as they're preparing meals and spending so much time taking care of their family so an area that's open and um, actually in our house that we are currently living in it was built in the 1920s and we're only the third owners and our house had a tiny like kitchen in the corner of the house and so we took out a wall to open it up um, so that we could have better entertainment and I think that's what most people want okay social kitchen I like that uh, what is the one thing that no one wants anymore wall-to-wall -wall carpet <laughs> um, 
<laughs> no, or uh, centralized vacuum system is some and track lighting. I'm, those are on the outs for sure. Okay, wait, I'm totally with you on that, and I've heard people don't like their central vac, except for what about those ones? Have you seen the ones in the kitchen where it's like, not really central vac, but like a like a built-in dustpan almost. It like sucks all, you can just, you know, sweep it into the little receptacle and it just sucks it, it up. Cool. Have you seen I, those? I have seen those, and those are pretty awesome. But for some, I just, I just feel like people aren't using them if they have them. Gotcha. Mm, they're true. not getting, and if you want to put one in, it's expensive. Um, I see. So I wouldn't spend your money on it. Okay. And my last question, I think, is Formica coming back? <laughs> Sadly, it's not. No, that's no. <laughs> that's a big fat no. Can I ask a question for my husband? Is park our parquet floors coming back? Tell Boots, parquet floors are long out. That was the <laughs> 1970s. Yikes. <laughs> he tried to put them in our 2014 remodel, so you're saying no. Are waterbeds cool? Waterbeds are cool, but they're a little bit of a liability, speaking of gotcha. insurance. I was going to say for kids' rooms, so I've got an upcoming seven-year-old birthday, and I'm really stressing. I want to get this kid. So no? No. No. Get him a cool Lego table. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Mary Stewart, thank you so much for um, sharing your wisdom with us. It's great to chat with you. And um, can you tell any, if anyone is in the Atlanta area looking for a good realtor, can you please give us your information? Yes, go check out www.atlsavvy.com. Excellent. And we will definitely link to those great tips um, so you can see the whole list of tips that Mary Stewart gave us um, and all the information on our show notes at thehomehour.com. And then, as always, if you have any questions, please reach out to us on email at hello at thehomehour and follow us on Instagram at thehomehour. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Welcome home.